You are tuning in to Ramble On Podcast with Ramel and Derek. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the show. We're glad to have everyone on with us today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. For those of you joining us again, thanks for your continued support, and we are glad to have you on this journey with us. The Ramble On Podcast is produced every week and airs Sunday evenings at 8 o'clock p.m. A description of our show can be found at www.theuntitledco.com. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud and share with all your friends. You can also stay updated with us on Instagram at the underscore untitled underscore co. Link will be in the description below. Now let's get into the show. Here are your hosts, Ramel and Derek. So today on the show, we have a very special guest, someone we go to school with. Uh, she is the first female guest on the show, someone we're very glad to have. You know, you have myself, Derek, and Ramel on the show as always. What's up, baby? But today we decided to bring another guest on, Savannah Walker, a.k.a. Sav Walker Fitness. For those of you who do not know about her Instagram fitness page, uh, I'll let Sav Walker introduce herself and let her tell you a little bit about herself and what she stands for. Well, hi, guys. It's nice to be here. I really appreciate the invite. It's great having you. Just to start out, I'm from Maryland, Westminster, Maryland. That's about 20 minutes away from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. 21, I'm a senior here at Waynesburg University. I'm a psychology and biology major. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to talk about, I guess, female empowerment and just being comfortable in your own skin. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, the neighborhood, childhood, the the house you grew up in. All right. Up until the age of six, I lived in Baltimore. And that was kind of rough just because I was in the inner city Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason why we moved was because of violence and kind of like gangs and stuff. Then we kind of moved to the complete opposite of what that was. And Westminster, Maryland, I don't know if you've ever been there. No. Literally, it's cornfield every other street. We had problems with cows coming into our school. Like, like that Whoa. was like the big issue. Remember so. the woo cow? <laughs> you don't have to worry about gangs. You have to worry about what cows coming in. <laughs> kind of just coming from that, I don't know, stereotypical like small town, USA, Mm I don't know, very traditional, I I guess you would say. It's a very traditional area. Like country? country Yeah, country, like, conservative type views. So, Mm -hmm. coming with that, coming from that, I don't know, I always had a difference in opinion, Mm -hmm. or, and not that, not what they were thinking was bad, but it was just, it was a difference. Going from Baltimore to there is a pretty big job. Oh, yeah, (laughs) huge. What age did you move from Baltimore to there? Uh, when I was about seven or eight. So tell us a little bit about your family, the relationship with your mom, Oh, father, my family. any sab- siblings that you have? I have one sibling. Okay. Um, I have a little brother. He's eight years younger than me. He's yeah. 13. His name's Samuel, but I call him Samson. Samson. Um, <laughs> I've always kind of been like a second mom to him just because I've, I have been so much older than him yeah. growing up. That being said, we also would butt heads a lot mm-hmm. just because I like... I don't know, I guess I wasn't an adequate mom. Uh, <laughs> um, we would fight a lot. That was, like, a big thing, like, yeah. physical fighting, too. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not, like, I would hurt him, but it was just, like, a lot of, like, shoving. and like, Play wrestling. Yeah, play wrestling, yeah. A lot of WWE. Yeah, tough love, tough love. Along with that, I have a beautiful mother. Her name's Lisa. She is one of the strongest women I've ever known. Um, she's gone through a lot of obstacles in her life. And yet, every time, she's always been able to overcome them and succeed and just do it with grace. Mm -hmm. So I've always been able to respect that in a way. With her is my wonderful dad. His name's Charles. He has 
been always like the hardest working working person in my life. He works day in day out, nights, late shifts. Uh, he works the extra shifts too, just mm-hmm. to provide for the family. And um, we have a comfortable life. He always has been able to go the the next step to support our family, and he would do anything for us. So seeing that growing up is just one of the most amazing things and like really has contributed to my work ethic mm-hmm. so they definitely sculpted you who oh, you yeah. are now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that work ethic later T- tell us a little bit about your high school and you know the, the, the type of environment the the activities you participated in okay um as for high school i think i should let you know i was voted most involved oh okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. see this is why we got you on the show <laughs> um yeah so in high school i was a part of the student government for my class mm-hmm. along with the student government for the entire school okay with that, I was vice president of the Latin Club, mm-hmm. I think treasurer of the Spanish Club. Uh, I did theater. Uh, I was a thespian mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, I did ski club. Just in everything. Art club. <laughs> yeah, art club. And then we had like a little, like, we had best buddies. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But it's when a, um, a student like myself is partnered with a child who has special needs mm-hmm. or intellectual disabilities. Okay. And we kind of just foster a relationship that might not be there naturally. Yeah. And um, so we interact with those students and we kind of help them understand like social like events and like help them go to the movies yeah. and like help them go to like everyday experiences mm-hmm. that they wouldn't usually get because certain people don't understand the importance of those relationships with those kind of people. So that especially was one of my favorite. Going from high school to college, how did you stumble upon Waynesburg University? Um, Funny story. So (laughs) my boyfriend at the time was going to Wheeling Jesuit University. And at that point, I was in community college. And it was becoming around that time that I needed a transfer. So... Literally driving to go see him, I was thinking, oh, I wonder what schools I should look at. And I've had schools look at me for softball, and I've heard of schools near my house that were really good for academics. But driving up, I turn off the radio, and I was just thinking... And then I look over, and then I see a Waynesburg University van. And I'm like, where is that at? I have no idea. Like, I've never heard of that. That's not a real school. It's not. So I get to the location that I was driving to, and I look it up on my phone. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important things to me is academics. And I saw that they had the Bonner program here. It's an honors program. And I was in an honors honors program at community college, too called the Hill Scholars Program. So seeing that, I was like automatically, yes, they have an honors program. I have to be in that. And then to see that that honors program involves service and community, like community involvement and volunteering, that has always been a passion of mine, helping other people. Yes. So I was dead set on going to Waynesburg. I like looked at their little like video tours and like the virtual like how everything looks. Mm -hmm. And from the website, it looks amazing. Not that it isn't when you actually get yeah. here but it looked so <laughs> call it about <laughs> but it definitely was on my on the top of my list yeah okay okay just by visiting I had to come here I think that's very very interesting to find someone who not come to a, a university for just one thing just for yeah. sports mm-hmm. because I had class with 
Professor uh, Weist, or Weist, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. his name. I'm sorry, but he, he teaches global business. Uh-huh. And he always asked the class, hey, what did you all come here for? Like, yeah. what stands out in Waynesburg University? What attracts people here? And everyone's looking at each other like, we have no idea. What? Why did worse? Football? <laughs> and I'm like, that's so sad because yeah. Waynesburg's trying to deliver a message. Yeah. Faith, learning, and service. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you came here for. Exactly. You understand what yeah. I mean? So I think that's really interesting. Just meeting someone who who's only come came to this school for those very reasons. Because a lot of people just come here for sports or like for a specific major. Like I can understand yeah. like nursing majors who come here because we have a you know an elite nursing program. But I mean, yes. just to come here because you wanted to be a teacher or something. I mean, that's not really a deep meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. So something like that. It's interesting to hear because we don't hear it a lot from people it's just well, I came in here to play football basketball this sport that sport and mm-hmm. just come to party or do whatever I mean yes. maybe not party in Waynesburg but just come to college to party as you guys listened up earlier in the uh, show we introduced Sav as Sav Walker Fitness um, and so <laughs> and so she's huge into fitness obviously and we just want to touch up on some of the, the things that I find interesting in you after meeting you. Okay. Um, the relentless attitude that you have <laughs> toward anything. And when it comes down to fitness, when it comes down to getting into the gym, working out, you won't let anything get in the way of that. Not sickness. Mm-hmm. Injury. Not injury, yes. Nothing. You won't. You won't even let your boyfriend get in, get in the way of that. If he's not getting in the gym, that won't stop you from getting in the gym. Yeah. So exactly. please, please share us, you know, that attitude that you have and how how that came about. Maybe something that happened earlier in your life that, you know. Yeah. Um. Growing up, I have always been into sports. I've played. I think every sport you could probably think of, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be soccer, tennis, volleyball, what, yeah. what have you. So having that like athletic mindset growing up I always kind of thought like well if you're going to play a sport you better be the best athlete that you can be and the only way to do that is to train your body and to practice Mm -hmm. that way you understand the skills that you have Mm -hmm. and what you need to get better at yeah along with that into high school growing up like I don't know, every girl goes through that period where they're like, oh, like I don't like my body, I could look like that. Absolutely. Um, how do I do that? So, like, all all the body types that I kept seeing that I wanted to look like mm-hmm. were athletes. So I, I questioned how could I do that. Well, I can't do that by starving myself or by, yeah. like, by just eating too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you, need to, you need to go to the gym. You need to work out. You need to build up that muscle. Mm-hmm. So in high school, that I guess that's when I started lifting. So I'm by no means Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. even though he is my he is my yeah. idol. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Just starting there, I like I didn't know what I was doing, and yeah. I my boyfriend at the time, like I I guess I went just because I knew he had a membership, I could get in, and like I just went and did my own thing. I found the little yeah. weights, like I did like the little girly exercises. <laughs> Did cardio. Did and, cardio some abs. Yep, and squats. There you go. There you go. <laughs> You're set. <laughs> and then growing up from that point, I saw that he was producing results and I wasn't. Mm. I was just, I was staying skinny. And um, before I, in high school, I was skinnier than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I was less muscular. So I really wanted to make that difference. So I did my research. I got protein. I looked up what lifts I needed to do to target certain muscles. Yeah. Just like the basic stuff, like mm-hmm. watching YouTube videos and 
going on Pinterest and seeing like, oh, like this is what girls do to like yeah. make that kind of muscle. So doing that, I I got stronger, I got better <laughs> with sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. I performed better, and then that actually helped me get looks from schools and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is actually helping. Mm-hmm. So I encouraged my friends to go lift, and they lifted with me too in high school. And then coming to here in in college, I guess that that's just an assumed thing. Like fitness is a part of everyday life. Yeah. For me, it also helps with, like, stress, and, like, I, I know this semester I have tw- I'm taking 24 credits with the classes, yeah. so I need to relieve a whole bunch of stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's why I'm so determined to go to the gym, just yeah. because that really, that's my go-to. That's, yeah. that's my thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I started the fitness account in hopes that I would just be able to document myself, my journey, mm-hmm. um, not thinking that anyone else would look at it. I didn't yeah. make it with the intention, I'm going to go follow these people, I'm going to get this many followers by this certain point, and, like, that kind of stuff. I made it for, more for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I did originally have it on private, but then yeah. I was like, oh, let's just show the world yeah. right, what right, I'm right, doing. Right. Yeah. So I made that, and then I like, didn't know what I wanted to do with the account. Mm-hmm. I know that I just wanted to see progress at some point Mm -hmm. so from there on out I I looked up certain exercises I did an ab challenge on my personal account yeah just to see like if I could hold myself to that Uh yeah and I I got some killer abs (laughs) so so that's always good so I don't know I just fitness has always been a part of my life and it's super big and I I hate when people say that they don't have time to go to the gym Girlfriend, yeah. you always. I don't oh, have time, man. but yeah. I make time. Like that's probably the biggest excuse we hear. Exactly. Like, I don't have time. I don't have time. Make time. Yeah. What are you doing? She's taking twenty-four hours worth of credits. I mean, she's making time. I exactly. Mean, yeah. She's been sick. She's been injured, and she's still getting to the gym. And, yeah. and and I think I think what's different is she's sacrificing some of the time that's valuable to her. You yeah. know what I mean? Like twenty-four credits in a class. I mean, yeah. I mean twenty-four <laughs> credits in a school. That's a lot. Um, that's a lot. But it's it mean it means something. It's productive you understand yeah. what I mean exactly. and she's sacrificing that time other people when they think about the time that they have it's time they spend on Netflix it's the time yeah. that they spend on just laying around taking naps during the day sleeping three hours away <laughs> um what uh Shoot, anything else is just non-productive. People just sleep until like noon. People are just watching a whole season of House of Cards on Netflix of the day, and I they wonder, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym. I could tell you where your time went. It wasn't the good use. <laughs> right, right. So I, I know you said that um, it it relieves a lot of stress for you, mm-hmm. but what what else attracts you in the gym? I just. I guess it's the feeling of empowerment when you go and lift. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but after I like bump up my weight and reach a new PR, yeah. I feel like freaking Wonder Woman. Oh, word, like, word. I feel like the Hulk. Yeah. I, like, I know I don't look like it, but in my head, like I'll look in the mirror and like, yeah, yeah. I flex and I feel <laughs> yeah. so big and so strong. Yeah. And you can't get that feeling from anything else because you know you're the one who did it. You know you're the one that put that work, that effort, yeah. that mm-hmm. you needed to get to that point, mm-hmm. and you helped bump it up. And you like you, you challenged yourself. Mm-hmm. And like I guess that's just the feeling yeah, it, that it, I love. It wasn't given to you. Yeah, yeah. And you, you had it. to earn it exactly. And um, and I think that's it's, it's very special to me exactly, uh, especially the limit that I may put on myself 
initially. Mm-hmm. But when I do see those results, I do feel a little excited, you know, about a little excited. You gotta get hyped for that, man. I'm sorry. You're throwing up. I'm five, sorry. Throwing up hey, five, punch it on the squat. You listen, get pumped. Let, I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> this is this. I was trying to be a little humble, you know. <laughs> but she, don't let me she, break out. Yeah, she's not holding back on the. Box. I'm sorry. Because this 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 is the same little me. <laughs> When I was chubby, had no definition in my arms, my legs. I had I had no abs. I was gut out to the, you know. Yeah. And I changed. I transformed. I had people that that was around me that helped me transform. But at the same time, I was the one putting the work in. Yeah. You understand what I mean? So when I go from not lifting at all and not knowing my limits so to pushing what two seventy five. Squatting 445, yeah. deadlifting 550. You understand what I mean? Yeah. It makes me, uh, yeah, very, very excited. Yeah, it makes me very excited. Happy. But you this isn't about me. That. This isn't about me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to be a little honest. I'm sorry. I need to be a little honest. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a lot of willpower. Yeah. To get up out of bed. When when you're when your alarm's going off. At 5.30 in the morning. It's cold out. It's cold out. Snowy. So many excuses around you, but exactly. you say, hey, throw them, in the, throw them in the garbage. Let's get to work. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of willpower. What you got to say about willpower? It's not for the weak. I, I just feel like <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like for those people who have willpower, they, they have that mindset that they're going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And the only way to be the best is to do better and do more and, mm-hmm. and challenge yourself. Each and day. Yeah, and you need to put that time into yourself. You can't you can't be the best and just, like, sit on your butt all day. Right. Like, you have to put in those hours. You have to make that time. You have to do everything that it takes mm-hmm. in order to become that. Absolutely. So I just I don't get how people can sit there and say, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I want to I wanna be like that. But you know what? They blame other things. Yeah. yeah. They so never like, look within themselves and, and assess themselves. I, I, talk, I say this all the time. I know D get, get tired of hearing this from me, but yeah. I'm talking to the world now. Assess yourself each day. Don't go a day without evaluating yourself. Yeah. You understand what I mean? It, everyone is not perfect, and you're never going to reach that, that point of perfection. There's always a level. You understand what I mean? There's never that better. top level. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very important. It's very essential to evaluate that. And each day you're moving. Each day you're progressing. Yeah. You don't settle for less. Don't settle for where you are right now. Don't be satisfied. Don't be content. You understand what I mean? Don't be complacent. You you always want to be marching forward. You always want to be progressing. Like I said, uh, what in the other in the other episode, there's different ways to do a push up. There's different ways to do a sit up. There's yeah. not just one way. There's various types. So. There's various levels. I like how you mentioned that not everyone's perfect because I feel like in today's society, women especially have that ideal body, that one body, like yeah. that I don't know, that certain size waist that they yeah. need to get. Certain mm-hmm. hips, th- yeah. Exactly, and men too. Like they oh, see yeah. like macho men like Channing Tatum or like yeah. that's the first one I they can think. Like him, yeah. yeah, and they think that that's what I need to be. I think people need to understand that they need to be the best versions of themselves, mm-hmm. and the only way you can do that is just trying to be. A better version of you than who you were yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. and you trying to say like oh well, I need to look like him you're never gonna look like him no everybody's body types are different exactly and what you do might not be what Channing Tatum does or what he might it might not work for both of you exactly 
So I just think you need to find your own path and you need to go along that and challenge yourself. You also have to set goals for yourself as well. Oh, like yeah. whenever he said and assessing yourself and everything and going through your day, you really need to set goals for yourself or you could really never improve. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know where you're going, then you always get lost along the way. Exactly. Not just strictly in fitness, but maybe in your life. What are some of like the short-term and long-term goals you set for yourself, both in gym and in just as being a great person? <laughs> for the gym, I guess it's just to continue upping my weight yeah. and just becoming stronger. I really want to see a difference in how my muscles are toned and defined. Mm. Right now, I look like a little twiglet in my eyes. In my <laughs> no, eyes. Do not. In my eyes, exactly. She, she's talking down about herself. <laughs> my arms aren't as big as I wish they could be, but um, I guess that's my short-term goal. It's just like... You're hungry for more, though. Yeah, bumping yeah. up weight and stuff. As for life in general, I guess would just be to make a difference in some of the children's lives that I make now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I like to volunteer a lot. Right now, I am an assistant coach for a wrestling program in a local school. Okay. Um, I also volunteer with teenage girls and with that we do like bible studies and stuff yeah (laughs) but along with that you you hear their life and like their life story and like you just like you you have you share their pain Mm -hmm. almost just because waynesburg isn't the best area there's a lot of poverty Mm -hmm. the poorest green county is the poorest county in pennsylvania exactly so along with poverty there comes a lot of crime there Mm -hmm. comes a lot of substance abuse absolutely and there's just a lot of struggles that they're facing. And, like, I couldn't even imagine facing that, especially at such a young age. Mm-hmm. So my short-term goals are just encouraging those girls to feel comfortable in their, as, as much as they can be in their situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making sure that they have the support that they need and encouraging them to, like, follow their dreams. Yeah. A lot of them don't think that they can go to college because they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everyone, literally everyone can't afford college because it's yeah. so freaking expensive. Uh-huh, exactly. And, like, that's why I went to community college first yeah. because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. So kind of just encouraging girls to, like, further up on their education because I feel like education is one of the most important things um, that someone can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, Your muscles might fade away as you get older just yeah. because that's what happens in life. As you age. Yeah. yeah. You can get money taken away from you, mm-hmm. like... Everything is so it's, like it's temporary. Yeah, temporary. But education, no one can take that away from you. Yeah, no, one, yeah. So, and that's one of the most powerful things that you have. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of your plans after college? So, I'm looking at a couple like little organizations that are meant to strictly empower women. Mm-hmm. There's one called the YWCA. Okay. They help literally with everything that you could think of. They help with empowering young girls with their self-esteem and their body images. There's one where they can, like, help women um, gain some insight in how they can bump themselves up in the workplace, yeah. how they can, like, proceed to su- succeed mm-hmm. in that level. They also help with domestic abuse vis- domestic abuse victims, which I've helped with before. Mm-hmm. I have volunteered a lot at the Rape Crisis Center mm-hmm. near where I live in Maryland. Okay. There's just so many avenues that they provide that... Honestly, like I want to be a part of that so badly, mm-hmm. um, and that's exactly what I want to do. Just so, helping them directly. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. just making women feel good about themselves, I guess. Well, there you have it, Sav Walker, on the show <laughs> with us. If you haven't gotten enough about empowering women, we're going to come back with you guys 
shortly, and we're going to talk more about that. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back to have Savannah open up the discussion about empowering women. Stay tuned. From like the Victoria's Secret show during that, like, oh, I wish I could be like her, but I'm sitting in my bed eating Doritos. Like, I. And like, they don't want to sacrifice to get there, but they want to be there. You know what I'm saying? They want the easy way. They want the easy way. Plastic surgeries. But the thing is, even with that, why would you even want to look like that, though? Like, I wouldn't want to be like. 85 pounds and six foot four like in eating one saltine cracker a week yeah like that's like if i was a woman that just wouldn't be satisfying to me if you want to look that good i mean you could see their rib cages and everything like that i just don't think that is what beauty is as a woman and everything but like i i don't know being a psych major it's yeah. kind of hard to define what is beautiful exactly. because literally around the entire world if you go around and you ask someone what is beauty oh, they'll give you a different, different definition yeah, so it's kind of just what you see in yourself and growing up as a woman it's kind of like i don't know i've been repeatedly told like oh like your hair's super nice yeah. like like I, because like I have naturally curly hair. Yeah. But growing up, like when I was little, every other girl in my class had straight hair, and mm-hmm. like at that time, the boys that I liked liked those girls. Yeah. So like, how do I look like that to get the boy that I think that I want? Mm-hmm. But why would I want a boy that doesn't want exactly who, 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 who you are? Exactly. Yeah. So like, I think growing up, no one tells you like. Like, don't try to look like someone else. Yeah. Like if and like I've never like I was never told like. That boy that wants that other girl, let him have that other girl. Right, yeah. If he's not chasing after you, then, like, yeah. what's the point? Why him. are you chasing him? Exactly. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's, like, growing up, you're never told to feel comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And, like, I think later, as I was getting older, my mom did a really good job of, like, saying, like, well, you be you, girl. Like, yeah. you do you. Like, you do what yeah. you want. You do what makes you happy. And if no, if other people don't like it, then forget them. You will find someone exactly. that, that, that truly loves you for who for you who are. I am. Not yeah. partially, oh, why, like, if you look a certain way and, and they're attracted to you, yeah, I mean, but solely, like, I love you for, I love you for who you are. Attraction and, and, is important, yeah, like, yeah. no joke, but, like, there's so many other things it that... I wouldn't say it's the main factor, like, honestly, no. you, you want to be able to look at your partner and say, oh, you know, she's attractive. You have yeah, to have an instant connection yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. There has to be some sort but of... But, like, I think what a lot of people have problems with, with today is they don't understand that looks aren't everything. Exactly, yeah. Literally, like, talking to girls that are, like, just teenagers, they think, oh, well, I want my boyfriend to be hot. Yeah. And, like, they go after the hot guys in their classes yeah. or whatever, but they're douches. Stupid, and they're yeah. rude. And mm-hmm. they're ignorant. And they don't tr- treat women right. Yeah. And they are so disrespectful on yeah. so many levels. And they put up with that because they just want the hot guy. Right. They, they don't want the guy that treats them well. They yeah. don't want the guy who makes them feel good about yeah. themselves. Pushes them to be better, yeah. Yeah. So you have to have a balance. You have to be looking good, but yeah. at the same time... Be Still relationship have the worthy. And the guy that makes you feel good. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. T Reese, he's At a hottie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gave him the shout out for sure. Him the I just don't think enough men and women get that message across that they just have to look like mm-hmm. that guy in that movie or in that TV show or exactly. that girl on that billboard. They don't want to be themselves and they don't think. 
themselves as a person is enough. Like Exactly. And it's not just with looks. I don't know, growing up, like, my dad always took me hunting. Yeah. And, like, not every little girl goes out yeah. hunting. Yeah. Like, I, I, I went hunting since I was, like, maybe five or six. Exactly. You're, you're learning like, to snipe deer at exactly. five or six while these girls are playing with their Barbies at five or six. And I grew up with so many boy cousins, so many boy cousins that were, like, brothers to me. Yeah. I didn't grow up with girls. I didn't grow up knowing how to do my hair, like, mm-hmm. obviously. But, yeah. like... <laughs> You're coming from the gym. That's the exception. (laughs) But, like, I didn't grow up playing with, like, Barbie dolls all the time and, like, wearing super cute dresses, even though my mom, like, tried to make those dresses. But anyway, like, I grew up acting like a boy. And, like, I think that's what I was, like, questioning a lot when I growing up. Like, just understanding, like, okay, well, why don't the boys like me like that? They like me as a friend, but they, like, and they want to, like have a good time, but, yeah. like, they don't want to take me out on a date. Mm-hmm. And, like, I literally struggle with that in middle school and in high school, thinking, like, oh, maybe I'm broken. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I don't know how to flirt, right, or whatever. <laughs> but, like, now that I think on it, like, my dad literally told me, like, do what makes you happy. Like, and if that is something that you have to give up in order to feel love from yeah. someone, that's not worth it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like a lot of people, a lot of kids these days need to be told that. A lot of people in general need to be told that. (laughs) Absolutely. So. (laughs) I I think with relationship-wise, it it can go both ways. Because, I mean, not to throw any shade towards anybody I've been with in the past. But, I mean, at this point in my life, like, I want to be with someone who, I wouldn't say it's, like, exactly like me. Because, you know, it's good to have things that are different. But I want Mm -hmm. someone who can push me and propel me towards what I want to accomplish right. and everything and like you know just like as you would with them exactly yeah like if there was someone like who would go like you know I want to build this business or I want to you know start getting my body right I want to start doing this I want to go to college whatever yeah. goal it is that they want to accomplish I'd be like go for it I'm mm-hmm. right behind you and the thing is I think people are so consumed in what they're doing and I think I've had this problem in my past relationships too that you go through that like honeymoon phase in your first month and you want that to be your whole relationship you want to Text them right in the morning. You want to text them all throughout the day. Call them. You want them to be here at your beck and call. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be like that. You need to learn to have some type of separation away from them. If I'm busy doing me, you need to realize that you could be doing you too. You don't need to wait around for me to come right. back and call you at night while right. I'm busy. Right. You, you need to find something that you love, what you're passionate right. about, right. and everything like that. Because you both have some sort of passion to you know motivate each other and help you guys achieve your goals as well. So I think... That's why I've been so hesitant, I think, in college getting in a relationship because at this point I'm trying to be with someone I could probably see myself with for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. just someone who has those type of qualities, you know, whether they're good looking or not or yeah. whatever. I mean, it definitely helps to have someone that's good looking. But if I have someone who could, you know, push me to chase my dreams and yeah. do everything I can, I mean, that's really all I need in life, man. Yeah, I'm right with you on that. I think my mom always told me, like, growing up, like, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you can't put, like, uh, you, I don't know, like the money that you're expecting, your income. You can't yeah. put your egg in your partner's basket. Uh-huh. Like, you can't expect them to make you feel amazing all the time. Yeah. Which, I mean, is important. That yeah, they it's ideal, yeah. But, like, you need other people to talk to. to like, Absolutely. Yeah, and have that support. You can't put everything on them. And she kind of explained it to me as, like, building a, like building like a house or a building in general you can't put that person as your foundation because you'll put your self-esteem and like your dreams and like your expectations and all these other things on top yeah. of your foundation it's heavy on and like it's gonna break down and like 
heaven forbid, they leave. He slips out. And you don't have that foundation anymore. So what? who are you I, I, without I, that person? I think we were talking about the one time because, like, for example, like, for someone who's been in, like, a relationship for two years or something, okay? Yeah. Let's say that, for example. If they don't have one fight their entire relationship and they just have that huge fight, yeah. and I, I've seen it happen before where somebody's gone through a whole relationship like that for that long. So and perfect. they have yeah. so perfect. Everything was all right and, you know, they were comfortable with everything going on. Any slight change or any big fight, it breaks them. Like, I'd rather be in a relationship where I'm fighting every week or even every day with the person. Maybe not be yeah. big, but over some stupid or whatever it is at the time. Yeah. But I'd rather go through those fights and, yeah. you know, know what we can go through yeah. and what we can get through as a couple yeah. and partnership instead of just, you know, everything's all happy Danny for yeah. two years or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you have that one breakthrough and that just breaks both of yeah. you and it just ends there. And so, when you, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, when you say fight, and I, I don't want people to be confused, but uh, it's not necessarily a fight, like a fight, yeah. full fist fight, but it's, it's disagreements. Yeah, a situation uh, they might not agree it, on. Ex yeah. Exactly. And that forms some sort of frustration yeah. from both parties. And you, you guys separate and mm -hmm. you guys don't want to talk to each other for a while. You hold grudges toward each other. Yeah. That sort of a fight. <coughs> and like you said, yeah, I want that type of relationship with someone who we've experienced that. Not to an extreme, yeah. but every once in a while. Yeah. That way we know but how it, to handle it. It doesn't shock you. Like, if you get in a fight, like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Right. Like, I just think too many people get in relationships to not fight at all. Mm -hmm. And then when it does happen, it, it breaks them up and they, they wonder why. Me, personally, I I love the relationship that I'm in right now. But um, I'd rather be mad at him and be in the same room then disagree completely and be separate. Mm. Like, I'd rather be in that room and, like, yeah. sit in my own corner and have yeah. him sit and, like, kind of just let it all out. Yeah. And then we come back and we we help each other understand where we're coming from. Because, like, honestly, like, if you don't have... I mean, not that you need an argument every day, but, no. I mean, me and my boyfriend bicker. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, about the smallest like, things. Yeah, and, like... But you don't let you don't let those things get to you, you guys. Can't, like, but those small things help you dissolve those bigger issues when they come as well. Exactly. exactly. You can't worry too much about oh, like I don't want to upset him, or yeah. like what if he doesn't like this or whatever, because that's who you are. Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna eventually upset him. You're gonna do something that he's not gonna like. Right. And like you can't like walk on a fine line, and then when you fall off, you're like oh, like what. Oh, I'm, my bad. Yeah, you gotta kind of expect to fall on yeah. a very thin rope. Yeah. But like another thing to go off, like she said she would rather be in a room with him. And I think that's another thing that people would rather text or yeah. talk on the phone Ooh. about it rather than be in the same room. Like kids, people our age don't want to have face to face interaction with people. So stupid. I don't know if that's just me or if you guys see it. No, nah, man, I'm no, right with you, true. dude. People right hide on you. social media. People <laughs> hide behind their phones. Yeah. And they don't want to talk to people face to face. Yeah. People don't like confrontation. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, confrontations. You know, it's not a fun thing to deal it's with. Not, you it's have not to, easy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would rather, like, if somebody's texting me about a serious issue, you better come down to my room or come see me and talk right. to me about it. Don't text me right. about this. If it's that serious. Exactly. You yeah. understand what I mean? You would face me face to face, you understand yeah. what I mean? And we'll talk this out. Or maybe she couldn't or he couldn't, you know, meet you face to face. Yeah. But at least call me over the phone. Get yeah. on the damn phone. No, text yeah, don't <laughs> text me. Don't text me. Uh, novel, don't don't text novels long. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, what is this? Like, <laughs> even, what even when you do that, you still don't get everything that you would want to say right. or how you want to like. It, it's hard present to it. yeah. it's hard to interpret what that yeah. person's trying to say too. Exactly. I mean, for example, let's use sports. Say you know you're on the baseball team. Mm -hmm. here, for example, you know you're not having a good time. 
hey, coach, I'm quitting. Text them. Text them. He'd be like, yeah, he's like, quit. Come to my office, man. We need to talk this out. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. Go Mm -hmm. talk to somebody, especially if somebody's giving you an opportunity to do something. Mm -hmm. You better go talk to that person face to face. I think Mm -hmm. it's also a matter of respect. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of just like respecting that person enough to address them and address whatever situation. Mm -hmm. I also think disagreements or like I don't know difference in opinions Mm -hmm. are needed for growth. Yeah. I don't know, like, say, like, you and your girlfriend agree on, like, when you should be moving in or whatever. That's important to understand where you're at in your life and where she's at. Mm -hmm. And if you guys should continue going on that path. Mm -hmm. Um, That'll help you real quick understand where you guys are at and kind of help you get on that level, the same level. It goes off maturity level, too, I think. like. If partners are in a different level maturity-wise, I think it's definitely difficult. Like, I mean, for example, like if a senior was dating a freshman or something like that, for example, I mean, yeah. that, different worlds. there's different worlds. Like, she's in a completely different place. She might not understand. You're graduating in a semester. Right. You're yeah. going to be out here. She's, oh, I'm just starting college. I don't got all this to worry about. You're getting ready to leave, you know, yeah. trying to look for an apartment, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what your next move is, your next job. I think it has to go in, like, you have to understand what your partner's situation is. And mm-hmm. it goes the same for the senior, too. He has to understand what the freshman is. She may not have that mindset that he has in, you know. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And if it does, then you have to make sure you guys are on the same page with them. Uh, going back to the texting thing, I have a question for you guys. Um, one word texting, short message texting versus long texting. I mean, being an elaborate, you know, having some detail, being specific. Now, when do you think it's important? Do you think it's important to be elaborate all the time? Or do you think it's, in some cases, to send out that short message? Just taking just, just taking it for what it is and reading yeah. it and accepting for what it is. Do you think that's a problem? or? And I'm asking you from a woman's yeah. perspective because, you know, to be honest, you know, I've had this little argument, this little disagreement with my girlfriend yeah. in the past. And... I just I just don't understand. I, I'm trying to tell her, hey, listen, when I tell you I'm going to call you, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to call you later on that night or maybe the next day. But just trust me that I'll call you. Yeah. You know so what I mean? So after that explanation, is that still wrong? Is that still bad? Before I let her give her uh, <laughs> two cents on okay. it, I think with that situation, just from hearing about that, like, just role playing here. Like, if I, if I was your girl and you were, you were talking to me and you're like, I'll call you, like, I would assume, like myself, that you were going to call me sometime that day. That, day. that That's just what I presume from what okay. you said. Mm-hmm. Like, if you said, no, I'll call you. Like, I, I know maybe, like, in your mind, you might think, you know, I'll call it whenever I get a chance. Yeah. Maybe it's not today, not tomorrow, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, because I might analyze that different than what you is. Like, my definition of I'll call you is different than what okay. yours is. So I, I think that's where you Okay, okay, okay. But my thing is, okay, so once you realize that yeah. it, may, it may not be the night, you feel the night drifting off, mm-hmm. it's getting late, yeah. he didn't call me yet. Would you trip? Would you would you would you really internalize and think it's all about you and what you said or what you did? Yeah. Or would you jump to the conclusion and say, hey, you said he'll call me, he'll call yeah. me. No stress. I would have the trust like at that point I would have the trust of my boyfriend or <laughs> weird. <today. laughs> No, no, you role play. You role play. You role play. Your girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have the trust <laughs> as your girlfriend to be like, uh, you know, he's off doing his thing. He told me what he's trying to accomplish, you know, with the podcast, with everything he's yeah. trying to get accomplished. I'm like, I got to respect his space. He says he's going to call me. I'm going to trust that he's going to call me let me know what's going on. Right. During that time, I'm not going to trip about it. I'm going to worry about what I'm doing, get these grades straight, get everything I'm working on. What you got to say about that, Seth? I just think, like, 
the context of what everything is happening. I obviously you can't give it all to me, and I honestly don't probably want to hear it. But anyway, <laughs> I just think if you both have an like, if you have told her before, when I say I call you, like I'll call you. Yeah. That means I'll call you later. Mm-hmm. Okay. I personally wouldn't flip out if he didn't call me that night. However. If in that moment or if in that day I had been struggling with a whole bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. I would want that phone call that Mm -hmm. night because, like, that's just me. And, like, after a long day, like, you want someone to talk to. And, like, who better than your boo thing to talk to? (laughs) Right, right, right. Like, honestly, like, I, like, I know personally when I talk to Tyler, like, if I've had a rough day and he says I'll call you and it takes forever then I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Like, I'll just do something else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. But, um... Let, let me ask you this, though. Okay. If, for example, if you didn't have somebody to go to, do, would you trip more? Like, for example, like, if, you know, for those of you who don't know, Tyler Reese, who's on our show, is her boyfriend, and that's who we're addressing. Woo! But <laughs> if you didn't have Tyler to go to, mm-hmm. would you think you would need somebody else to go to to take care of that? I would try to handle it to the best of my ability, but if it's an issue that I felt like I needed to talk about, then then I would find another outlet. I would find a friend or my mom or literally anyone else. Like I think it's just important to like along with the relationship, I think it's important to have other people to support you. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then that's putting a little bit too much pressure on one person. And like I said about, like, the foundation Mm -hmm. and, like, putting all of your eggs in one basket, you can't do that Mm because that's not healthy for you and that's not healthy for them. You really need to surround yourself with people who are going to make you feel good. And if you totally rely on that one person, you're going to – your expectations are going to fall short Mm -hmm. and you're going to set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think some people try and rely on just their significant other rather than putting a support group around them. Yeah. And using that. So I, I do feel like it's good to have either that go-to friend that you could go to if, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend isn't there. So it is good to have that support group around you as well. Sure. Now, different from what actually happened versus what you said, mm-hmm. I kind of didn't know any idea that she was feeling bad or she was going through some things or she really needed to, to, to like, she needed to talk. Mm-hmm. And so had had she told me mm-hmm. that she was going through some things and it was a bad day or a rough day for her, yeah. I dropped it. I, like I told her, I said, I'd drop anything to, 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 you know, solve that. And yeah. We could talk this over. But being that she was just saying, you know, I, you know what's going on? Yeah. You know, what's up? What you up to? And yeah. I'm thinking it's just some ordinary conversation. I'm telling her, hey, listen, I'm busy. I'll talk with you later. I or also, I'll call you or, you know, this and that. So. Okay. Knowing that, I try to hold things on my own. And this is, like, the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> but, like, sometimes I try to keep everything to myself because I feel like those are my problems. And I don't yeah. want to put those problems on other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just, like, as an adult, I should be able to handle them. And so I go along the day, like, acting like everything's fine. And it builds up. And, like, mm-hmm. you know about it, but yeah. other people don't know about it. And I think that's what you're trying to say. Should mm-hmm. I just say one word things and not really tell you what's going on? Or should I elaborate and, like, make sure you understand? Mm-hmm. Because from my experience, I've done the, like, one word answers, the short replies, 
thinking that, oh, he'll obviously be able to tell that I'm upset. Yeah, he'll get That's not always the case. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case that people can read that. And you can't expect to read that over. Over a text. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if it's something to that magnitude that you're that severely upset about, elaborate. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, yeah. I I just think it goes back to communication, too. Because, like, for example, like, uh, K... Texting wise can mean multiple. Like a girl, like ticked off, she could hit a guy with a K, and he thinks it's over. Like she, she's ticked off and she's yeah. pissed, and she wants to, you know, do something about it. Or you could, like, literally be in a rush doing something. Like I'm at the gym right now, get my workout in. K, just like that's it. And mm-hmm. but that that's why it comes back to communication. Like if you can't communicate in person, if you just get that K, you might think something's wrong. Well, like I was, yeah. I was just at the gym working, working, but. But I also think that if you're that quick to think to assume that's all on me yeah like oh my god i did something wrong like yeah. he's mad at me what did i do like what are like where are you at in your life right. like, why so, do you think yeah. that everything's it's gonna be maturity. like such a such a bad thing mm-hmm. like you shouldn't assume that things are gonna be bad yeah there's there's obviously something else going on mm-hmm. to the point where you think that like there might be other some like underlying issues or mm-hmm. whatever but like that's not healthy either, just yeah. to assume that that quickly yeah. mm-hmm. that something's going to be negative. Yeah, so for those of you who are listening out there, I, I think the three things that I learned from this conversation just now is, you know, communication, one. Trust. Two, trust. Yeah. I was going to say trust and patience. Yeah. you got to have patience within your partner. Yeah. Um, you got to have trust within your partner. If you are having these doubts, if you are having these worries, if you are having these concerns, there's a certain amount of trust that you guys are lacking and communication. Coming up next on Ramble On with Ramel and Derek. Shout the man I believe for interrupting the show today. Come into the studio. Hey, what up, boys? What up? <laughs> so, Sam, what do you got for your quote today? Um, I have to. Oh, gee. Stay tuned. Just joining for the first time on this episode. If you are not familiar with this segment, it's something I like to call the motivational minute. Something we just like to leave you guys off with for the week, just to give you a little motivation, inspiration. Ramal, I'll let you start off with your quote and what you have to give to the people today. I got it from your boy E.T. Eric Thomas, his book, Secret to Success. That's a good book. Oh, man, when I read this book, I was like, ah. (laughs) It was that good? That good. So I suggest everyone to go out and read it. Here it is. Quote, whenever you decide to change your life for the better, just know it won't be a simple process. There will be a number of distractions enticing you to go back to your past ways. Mm. All right. I got that. So I I like that quote. You know, I stumbled upon it. A screenshot in my photos. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd need it for a later time. And here it is. You know, just sharing it with you guys. So what you got, what you what you think about that, you know? Live in the present, having, man. Yeah, but like... Don't dwell on the past. Always, but always having those those distractions around you. No matter how how much you try to make your life a better... There's always going to be stuff going on. And I mean, we've mentioned in so many shows now, but it's just about focusing on that moment right mm-hmm. then and there. Like, we're focusing right here. Like, my mind isn't off thinking, oh, I got this project due, I got finals next week. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just focused on this. Right, right. And like we mentioned last time, like, our walk just from, like, dinner to here. Like, right, I'm right. just primarily you focused, on, that focused walk. on this yeah. sidewalk I'm walking so on. so engaged. Right now, that's it. Like, I don't care who's walking over there, who's looking at me or whatever. I'm just focused on what I'm doing right now. And then when you get down here, you focus on whatever task it yeah. is. So just focus on what you're doing and get it done. So when you so when you're engaged with something, or 
you always reminded. That's just yeah. You're always reminded your why, your reason why you're doing it. Exactly. That's that's what keep you. That's what keeps you from feeding into the temptation. And I think the reason why people get like that and their minds are so boggled up with information and, like I say, taking out the trash of your mind pretty much is mm-hmm. because they haven't found their why or their passion. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many things running through their head because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're focusing on right yeah. now. That's why I think it's like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna mention uh, my dad. Shout out to Charles Walker. There's one thing that he says over and over and over again that I can't get out of my head. And he says, there's a time and a place for everything. Mm -hmm. And you just, you really need to focus on that one thing at that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't worry about what you're going to do tomorrow, what you have later Mm -hmm. on tonight. you got to be there. you got to be present because that's how you're going to get the best quality of work done. Mm -hmm. And speaking about time and place for everything and shout outs, Shout out to the man Ivan Lee for interrupting the show today. Going to the studio. Hey, what up, boy? What up? <laughs> so, Sam, what do you got for your quote today? Um, I have two. Oh, jeez, look at that! Just like Tyler. You sure you don't got a third one? <laughs> I'm sure I could find one real quick. That was our third one. Yeah, no, she got two. Quoted her father. Three. Yeah. All right. Um, this is by Mo Hadessa Najumi, and she says, "The woman who does not require validation from anyone." is the most feared individual on the planet. Mm. And I just, I think that's so spot on because I feel like in today's society, we're all wondering, like, am I good enough? Am I doing what's right? Mm -hmm. Am am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I looking a certain way that I need to be looking? Mm -hmm. I think once you understand that you don't need validation from anyone besides yourself, Mm -hmm. you're going to be unstoppable. And then there's another one that I literally love, and it's so simple, and you're going to be like, oh, it's not that cool. But it's empowered women empower women. And I just think that's really important to understand because not even with just women, but specifically for me, Mm -hmm. I've seen so many other girls tear down other girls just Mm -hmm. because they're insecure or they're they're jealous of the success that someone else is bringing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that we're all sisters and that when one of us does well, we all benefit from it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just super important as a person to be encouraging of another. Absolutely. Yeah, we talked about having someone who who has succeeded in standing next to that person and feeling so discouraged in a way. I don't know why you feel so discouraged sitting next to the person that could yeah. teach you something, could, that could inspire you, that could motivate you. you People are I mean? afraid of teachers, man. Yeah. They don't want to be tell, told that they're doing something wrong, but you have to learn to grow. Got to learn to grow. Yeah. But Sav inspired me. I pulled up two quotes real quick as well. Woo! They pretty much have the same meaning, but I like both of them, and I couldn't choose between either or. Okay. So the first one, it, it didn't have a specific uh, author, someone I could quote from, just from Success Diaries, shout out on Instagram. It's, I'd rather run with a few lines and a hundred sheep. That's, and I, I think so many people, they're worried about how many friends they got on Facebook, Number, how many followers the they got on Twitter. The quantity rather than the quality. Like, yeah. I'd rather have three close friends to me rather than a hundred people who barely know what my childhood was yeah. like. Like, you got to have those people around you who know what your goals are, who know what you want to get through in life. Yeah, and yeah. Your, sometimes sometimes that, that those few people produce more quality than the amount exactly you know, yeah. than the large amount you know yeah. what i mean so and then the other one was from booker t washington and it was associate yourself with people of good quality for it's better to be alone than in bad company and you know 
as I've been on my journey trying to create whatever success it was in my life, I felt alone at times because there weren't people on that journey with me. And I realized, you know, like in the beginning, you know, it was weird, like being by myself and, you know, especially this summer and everything when I was in my internship and everything, this and that, and living alone and really trying to grow on my own. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is weird, man. I need people around me. I need that social interaction, whatever. And, you know, interacting with others is good and, you know, big things come from that. But I had to th go through that type of struggle being alone and being on my own to understand that other people don't have the same dream as me. Yeah. They're not trying to accomplish the same goals as me. They're not trying to do the same thing as me. So I had to realize I'm on this journey, you know, alone. People don't aspire to do the same thing of what I'm doing right now. So I have to realize that, you know, this road might be lonely for a while and they're not, there may not be a lot of people on it with me. I totally agree with you. I yeah. just, I feel like if you're trying to build yourself up brick by brick and you're surrounding yourself with people who are negative, you put up three bricks, they take down one. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to eventually rise to that level that you want yeah. if you have a constant negative body around you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You definitely have to You have to get other people that are going to help you put those bricks up faster, too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I definitely see where you're coming from. And I think what people <clears throat> have to understand most from that is is that... Just basically, you know, it's good to have people that are there with you. Like, for example, like, you know, all of us, we work out, we're big into fitness and everything. Yeah. It's good to have people that have the same goals and aspirations you and everything. But you also have to realize if those people aren't there, that can't change your dream and what you're striving at. That can't change yeah. your effort. Like, for example, like, if, you know, Ramel was like, yeah, I'm not hitting the gym today. Like, I can't just say, oh, Ramel's not going. We, we go every morning. Yeah. Oh, I can't go today either. Like, right, right, so many right, people right, have that right. mindset of, Oh, if my partner's not there with me, or if he's not on the same journey as me, oh, okay. I can't. I can't get there either. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they have to really realize that it's good to have people on the same journey with you and along there to motivate, inspire, and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But you have to realize if you're in it alone and on that journey alone, yeah, you have to get through it. That's what you want. Yeah. That's your why. Mm -hmm. So find your why, and you could find the world. Yeah, it's just like what Sav said earlier. I mean, when you're building that foundation, it's not beneficial, really to build that foundation relying on somebody. Yeah. You know, just that one person. It's got to be a mixture. It's got to be a mixture from within yourself and within that person. So, yeah. Um, as soon as you wipe that person out, come crashing down, right? Yeah. I like that analogy. And then the analogy she just brought yeah. about the break. I like that. I just hope our listeners enjoyed another segment of our motivational mix. Well, um, there's a way to do that, to share the, uh, your comments and your reviews and your suggestions. and uh, Share some of your motivational quotes with us as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. There you have it. Another episode of Ramble On with Ramel and Derek is in the books. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Thanks. Thanks.